welcome to the podcast today. It's 127. Sorry to I appreciate uh, the music. You're welcome. We haven't heard Amy in a while. Um, I love Amy. Sorry. Sorry it was uh like, hey, let's go get on the horse. We're about to ride. Um <laughs> But uh uh I have an interview, interview to do at exactly 2 o'clock. So, uh, Who are we interviewing? Not we. This is a work thing. I know. And uh, no, it's not even that kind of work thing. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know how, how it's going to go. It's not something that I booked. I was asked to do this. So, nice. Excuse me. By the way. Can I get an early reaction on the fact that today is March 1st? We're already done one-sixth of the year. So my reaction is not that it's one-sixth of the year. It's that I'm getting married in eight months. Like seven months. When am I getting married? Eight months. Um, sorry, I just have to restart the excitement for this because um, now, now you are because now your chances with Jason Momoa are once again out. Because he got back wah, with, wah. with Lisa Bonet, um, so yeah, it's happy marriage. When when is the when's the countdown on? Like the real countdown? I don't know. Probably like June. Uh, like yeah, not, probably not, probably by June. Like ninety days. Uh, ninety days would be August. No, July. Oh my God, July! See? Wow. Um. Do you remember um, that reality show, the reality show topic you wanted to throw out that you m- messaged me with probably I Sunday? I totally remember. All right, hit me with Are that. Are we ready for that? Yeah. Okay, so I love good, good old trashy television. And um, I watch Love is Blind on Netflix, which is a, a TV show. And the concept is they pick, you know, a dozen single people to... Um, speed date each other essentially so it's a speed dating show but they're in pods where they cannot see each other they can only speak to one another and over like a week's time I guess they will speed date each other and then they'll begin to build up their like number ones and they say well I like this person the best and so they'll start to only speak to that person and then eventually the goal is for them to get engaged after that time to prove that love is blind and go forward with a marriage. And then after that, you know, they find, after they've been engaged, they finally meet one another. They get sent off on a vacation for up to seven days and then they come back to their home life for, I believe, four weeks, I think. And then at the end, they choose marriage. Like, And then at the end, there's a wedding where they will say yes or no to one another. There is, you know, so take that for what you will. And this year it was in Chicago. So it's Chicago based uh, single people and couples. There's a young lady on this show that has a uncomfortable amount of low self-esteem, insecurities. Um, I mean, I, I, she was someone that was overweight at one point. She described herself as losing like 70 pounds and she's very thin now like by my standards um so she describes like her weight as an issue as one of the reasons that she's insecure and you know etc and being treated poorly by men in the past but her insecurities and this could be just from editing like let's also speak about that i understand that people edit these shows with goals in mind but her insecurities 
are glaring and they make you cringe and they make you uncomfortable. And it, it's just, it's making this poor girl look really bad. And here I am like, oh my God, like even I'm annoyed with her and her behavior on the show. And I'm like, this cannot, you cannot be serious, you know? But then at this end, so those are my opinions, like while sitting on my couch on a Friday night, there's tons of other people who will put their opinions on the internet. They'll comment under her photos with her opinions. They will, um, you know, have convert, they'll create blogs about their opinions about this girl. And like, at what point, who's responsible here? Her? Um, are we responsible for making sure we speak to her gently? Like you put yourself out here. I I'm honestly worried that this girl, if she is truly as unstable as she seemed on the show, there's no way she's going to be able to handle overnight the world, like criticizing her worst attributes. You, you know what I mean? I think the fault is on her. Yeah, uh, same. I, I will. I am not going to victim blame here, but this is why I would never run for politics. Like I have some pretty thick skin for a lot of things, but I could. I don't have thick skin to do. And maybe here, like when I'm speaking, like locally, um, mm -hmm. it's not that brutal. But there are just some things I will not subject myself to. I would not subject myself to a reality show. I, that, yeah. That's a better example. Knowing that there are tens of thousands of people, people who have so little to do with their own life that they will invest a blog on a mediocre corner of streaming TV world. They create a blog for it. So, look, and, and maybe this is like you alluded to, how it's been edited, how it's been produced, and it's overstated how many insecurities she has, and she'll be able to just dust off all these comments. But in short, I blame her. I, I, I can't, you can't stop right. people on the internet. Like, I, I, trust me, I wish you could. I, I wish you could throw so many people off of so, social media, but you can't. And to put yourself in that kind of situation is just a terrible idea if you truly have all those insecurities. I mean, if that's the case, then at what point, you know, there was one scene and this was like literally maybe seven days after they've known each other. It was their first night in Mexico, I think they were, and she got really sick. She drank the water <laughs> and she got violently sick. And so they had like a couple's mixer that evening where everybody was going to be able to see each other again for the first time and be introduced as couples to each other. And she couldn't go. And so she told her partner, I think Nick is his name. She told her partner, why don't you go and see the other couples and represent us? And he did. And then when he got back to the hotel, you know, she was sitting there, you know, and this is how they, this is how they depicted it. I should say the, the show, they showed her sitting on the bed, really distraught. And she said, I had just had a panic attack and I was literally in the closet crying um, because you were down there and I wasn't, I was worried about what you were doing and who you were talking to. Now I know that there's been some public like discussion about how that wasn't depicted properly and that she had a panic attack for another reason. And she went in the closet to cry because she didn't want the cameras to see her, but they made it, they made it sound as though she was so uncomfortable with her future husband being down there and her not knowing what he was saying or what he was doing that she started to panic. 
And then she even described herself as going out to the balcony to watch him, to make sure, you know, to see what he's doing. There's some things, though, that you can't edit to change. Like, why would you have stood on the balcony to watch him and see what he's doing, you know? And there's just, there was things discussed and things that were said. And she just, you know, and if he even... It was hard because if he even spoke about her insecurities and said, you know, these are things we have to work on, she would respond, she would gaslight him or respond in a way like, you know, that's what I'm afraid of. You just threw that in my face and I'm terrified of you throwing my insecurities in my face as if it's going to be a reason our relationship doesn't work. And he's like, but you have insecurities and they are challenging. And how do I talk about them without you feeling insecure about me talking about them? <laughs> it's just a real shit show. And if you are as delicate as you are, why on earth would you put yourself on national television for some of the most hateful people to come at you, you know what I mean? Like it, those are hateful people who will speak nasty, like badly about someone on the internet to their face and say like, you might as well die. You're never going to get married. Like those kinds of people, not you and I, where we're having healthy conversations about this. And so why would you do that? If you're that delicate, I honestly, I'm thinking about this girl and I'm like, she is going to harm herself. If she, if she, if she becomes buried in this and she really is, as insecure and has as much low self-esteem as she is making herself out to have, she is going to harm herself because she's buried in this hate towards her, you know? Yeah, and I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> and as Just... you've been talking about this, so I, I when I watch something, I want I want to be I want my mind, you know mm -hmm. me with everything. I if my mind is not engaged, I'd rather be asleep. Um, oh, yeah. I, no. I don't really watch like low calorie or no calorie entertainment. Although I did start rewatching Vikings last night, but to me. So good. There are, there are, those are uh, complex carbohydrates that I'm, that I'm digesting. <laughs> um, sure. These shows offer nothing and do more harm than good, and they should not be on television anywhere. I'm and I'm talking about The Bachelor. Um, yeah. Any of the, like, uh, I used to have a problem with, like the singing shows, but then again, look, it, people have an opportunity. They love singing. People like seeing people who can sing well. There's a good story. These shows are all awful, and it lets people. It's voyeurism for people, mm -hmm. but it's not good because it, it is arguably more of a net negative for the people involved both watching and and being a part of than anything at all like i can't even say it the scales are balanced positive and negative there is more negative with this stuff like there's nothing positive you just talked about um that will come of this show you got a bunch of shitheads on the internet and you got a shithead who made a bad decision to go on this show and for the most part whether it's the bachelor or these wild ones like sex island in thailand nothing <laughs> good nothing good comes of it so i don't hold i mean i agree that you know this is absolutely like that kind of trashy television that I enjoy for entertainment purposes only to dump my brain. You know, I, I enjoy seeing it. I like some of these shows, so I do enjoy Love is Blind. I don't get The Bachelor and why that exists, so I don't watch that. And then other shows like um, 
I don't know, I'm thinking Netflix too hot to handle. Like, that's kind of ridiculous. That's like Love Island or Temptation Island, you know, that kind of thing. That doesn't make as much sense to me as maybe Love is Blind. Like, Love is Blind is pushing it a little. I do quite enjoy Married at First Sight. We've talked about this, but they also at least provide the um, marriage therapy piece. So like when you are working with strangers and I think they have months, like they don't have just a couple weeks, they have like months with each other to try to see if they can work it out with the assistance of therapy. However, I do know that there's always going to be an entertainment spin because there's still couples where it's like, how in the hell did any expert agree that these two would be good together? You know, that kind of thing. So I do know that there's always gonna be a spin for entertainment. On the scale of like, I can handle this to incredibly trashy, I would say Love is Blind is like more to on the end that I can handle. But I really had some thoughts and opinions about this entire season, to be honest. I mean, I'm not, not to say, and we don't need to go into that. Sometimes I come out of these, these shows with really like, with a really curious mind and I will bring it to you and I'm like listen I know you're not with this but this happened what do you think <laughs> you know what I mean and that was one of them that was this conversation was one of them I'm like this girl is not well you and everybody else and I'm not telling you to change your habits I'm simply making a point you I and everybody else anyway <laughs> you and everybody else could digest better fluff calories than this nonsense like again I, I i see no good that these things do for anybody like you can find other entertainment that is much better when it comes to devaluing human beings i suppose <laughs> i suppose i mean it's just right, well, hold on. It, we got, it's we got to move on we're like i said we're tight on time i'm sorry sure um can you give me anything on euphoria um, I saw someone else, I saw a blog, um, kind of give a statement that it was overwhelming and underwhelming all at the same time. And I would agree that the cap of euphoria was to be expected. I expected this, like I knew they were not going to end this season on some major cliffhanger. I mean, there was a bigger cliffhanger if you really do idolize those two characters, but other than that, like they're, they kind of wrapped some things up in a way that I almost forgot that it was renewed for a season three. I said, oh my God, are they canceling the entire show? Because they kind of wrapped up a lot of these stories and ended them in a way that was like, uh, that we all could kind of swallow, <laughs> you know? So I would um, say, um, enjoy it now. I was having a, a, I had a quick discussion with somebody today um, because this is like, Peak TV, it's one of the best shows on television. I saw something, and there's all different metrics they can use to explain this stuff. It's, it's HBO's second most watched show ever behind, obviously, Game of Thrones. Or maybe not, sure. obviously, to some people. I'm sure Succession is right there, too. Um, I've found with a lot of shows, like ones that I just mentioned, the first season is always interesting, and it's a little buzzy. Mm -hmm. The second, mm -hmm. like, the middle of the second season through maybe the end of the third season are the best you're going to get. Um, okay. Because then as, yeah. they, then as they age, um, producers get pulled in different directions. Let's build a Euphoria-verse and the spinoffs and prequels. Some of the right. actors and actresses begin right. to get other jobs and they can't focus. So I would just say, like, and it sounds like Euphoria is ascending to that peak. So, like, enjoy the hell out of this. So this season, though, besides that very last episode, 
most of the episodes this season, like like I described myself and the one where I felt like Zendaya deserves another Emmy for that episode alone, this season my jaw was I was just kind of in shock the entire time and it had a it was a combination of the acting obviously the plot lines but then the the visuals so the way that the stories were made the camera angles how the artistry behind the the this show is also a major piece you know it's major 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 so did, did you tell me about station 11 no, I don't. Wanna, I don't watch Station Eleven. Because I've seen a lot of buzz about that in the last couple of days, and since uh, you've been unable to give me your HBO Max password, I've been. Busy, oh God! Been I need busy. to figure out what it is, and then I, give it to you. I've been busy watching stuff anyway, but like the HBO Max stuff is building. Where I want to watch Nightmare Alley. I want to watch that Frederick Douglass documentary. I've seen this Station Eleven. Could be something that I'm interested in on HBO Max. Oh, Maj told you about Station Eleven. I oh. thought you meant Station Nineteen. I'm like the Grey's Anatomy thing. I, I, I yeah. think I looked into that, and it didn't catch me. Maybe it's reached the point where I'd be into it. It's um, interesting. I yeah. want to move on. Um, I showed you this last night. I'll play it for everybody else right now. Here we go. You're gonna hear from me something soon. It's gonna change everything. Pete Cadence is a businessman who started three companies. You could call him a self-made man, but Pete would disagree. He says if he'd had different parents, different peers, different skin color, mm. been raised here on Chicago's west side, he most certainly would not be the multimillionaire he is today. This country was built on the notion that no matter where you come from, you can become successful and wealthy. That just factually is not true. Meet Armani Barber. I was thinking about being a lawyer. Armani is a junior near the top of her class. She knows she can make it through college, but doesn't know how she'd pay for any of it. Enter Pete Cadence who, along with former Chicago Public Schools CEO Janice Jackson, hopes to fight inequity with a mammoth initiative called Hope Chicago. There's never been anything of this scale, of this magnitude, of this import done in this community. And it begins right now with this promise. Your college tuition, your room and board, your books and fees will be paid for and you will go to college for free. Every student. And not just here, but also at this high school. And this one. For free. Five total. And because poverty is an intergenerational problem, one parent from each family gets to go to college too. That's the same Pete Cadence who I wow. believe has done this here twice at Scott and maybe Scott. somewhere else. And he is an Ottawa Hills native. He now lives in Chicago. There is a connection with that story, um, Steve Hartman, who is the great storyteller for CBS News, and once a month he has like a tearjerker of a story, maybe more. Um, and I'm not a regular watcher of a show with places I go to and people I read laud him and his work. He's a Toledo native, and I'm sure somehow um, an Ottawa Hills native got on his radar and now the story is much bigger than what has happened right here. But as we've had people on, as I think we certainly have come to realize, um, your zip code means everything. To, yeah, it to does. his point, um, like America is the land of opportunity if you got the right zip code, um, because for too many people, things are stacked against them. It is not, it is not an even starting point 
for people in this country. And I'm glad he's doing what he's doing. And he's creating, as it mentioned there, this Hope Chicago Foundation where they will just continue to do this over and over and over again. So I, I appreciate stuff like this. And I, I love to see it because I am somebody politically that leans towards I wish the wealthy paid their fair share of taxes because I think it could trickle down and make a difference once we get to the point where the majority of them are. But if they do things like this as well, then that just makes sense. Like if you it's just it really does make a difference in in people's lives, you know their student loans like sure let's go to school and let's get a degree but then you're swimming in student loans so you're still behind the eight ball the goal is to go to school so you can be ahead if not equal to you know the other competitors or those trying to get themselves into a middle to middle upper class life but you're still going to be behind the eight ball for almost all things unless you go to school for the appropriate stuff like you know what i mean and at this point people are going to be choosing degrees for what you know to go into fields that pay them because they know they're going to need that money to to get themselves going if that makes any sense i'll praise him in addition to what you just said, um, do this, forget about the taxes. Like it's always a political talking point, like raise the taxes on the rich. And I understand that because there are not enough people who do this, but I've got it. And look, he probably gets a wonderful tax write off at the end of the year. Yeah. That's totally fine. Like most affluent people right. do that in some way, shape or form anyway. And there are plenty of people who give Probably not to this degree because I can't even imagine what that what that cost right, comes out of right. his pocket. But do this, like give the money directly to these people, um, mm -hmm. circumvent the government and taxes. Mm -hmm. Agreed. I can't imagine that these kids like when you get a. It's like when you go on a game show and you win a bunch of money. Like you have to pay taxes on that. Like I don't think these kids have to pay a cent. Like there's no, hey, by the way, we've got a 1099 you at the end of this. Like just give it directly to them. So yeah. I love this and Good maybe, for him. maybe when this first happened, whatever it was, two or three years ago, I was like, all right, but my eyebrows raised. Now that he just keeps doing this, like what an incredible human being. And I wish we had more people like this so things wouldn't get so political when it comes to right. what we need to make people do with their obs like incessantly large income. So, And that's why I had to say, you know, I do lean towards the side of politically that I that I mentioned, but things like this as well. Like if you know, if you're going to do this and you're right, you know, if there there obviously are scholar for those that want to criticize, there are scholarships and there are programs that that um, you know, people can sign up for or join into, but the red tape to have to get yep. to those things is also outrageous. And you're speaking to someone who has attempted that many times. And I just stop because there's no way of figuring out what to do or how to get that help. So just eliminating all the middlemen and just cutting in and saying, listen, I'm going to get it done for you guys because I understand that things aren't made equal. You know, opportunities aren't made equal. That American dream is just that, like a dream. And it's years and decades outdated you know so i good for him and good for him that he's continuing to do it um good for him that he's you know comes from the toledo area like I, I don't know i just think it's fantastic i would love to see you're right like i would just love to see more people take that on you know that people that can you know uh it doesn't belinda melinda gates give away like half her money 
or was that uh, and Bezos? Jeff Bezos' ex-wife. The Gates give a, a lot, too. Um, this is on, like, a real micro level. And again, sure. there, there was a, a, there was a, a Toledo connection why this story made it to CBS News. Um, when this guy does it here, it probably gets several thousand views on WTOL or 13. Um, right. I can't imagine right. how many YouTube views are, are on the CBS News page or Steve Hartman's story page. Millions. And this will make this a bigger deal and hopefully encourage others to do it. Because you, you said the right color. It's the red tape um, for so many different things. Mm-hmm. Uh, for so many things in people's lives that prevents them from being able to take advantage of some, some opportunities. And, and this removes that. And Yeah, yeah. Um, Good for I, them. I, the world would be a, a more peaceful place if more people did this. So again, the political talking points would be removed from it because all that stuff takes forever anyway. Yeah, um, yeah and, like, it, and it can be undone in a heartbeat. So. Yes. <laughs> um, last thing I, I saw, plenty of it, but again, it's just the, the people that I know, and I did not know, but I wasn't surprised that so many people, so many people that are mm-hmm. in my ecosystem knew who Matt Killen were um, mm-hmm. and were supporting the hashtag that popped out there yesterday. I think it was for you, for us, for Lucy, his daughter, mm-hmm. um, who passed away just suddenly and tragically last week. Something unthinkable that anybody should ever, no parent should ever have to bury their child. Um, mm. No parent should ever have to deal with a sudden loss like that. And from what I've come across, that's what it was. Just completely unthinkable. And to see the support and to see the several hundreds of pictures posted and the hashtag on Instagram and likely other places and people sharing Facebook posts about what Matt has done for the community. Um, that's why I connected with him so quickly. Matt, again, to put more words to this, has never been a, um, well, I'll do this and you do it. Like, it's not transactional. It's just him putting right. people in our community and our community first. And it's it shouldn't have happened to him. I mean, this is just one of those things. There's not many things that strike me as this, but this is one of those where you go, man, why this person? Why? Like, there's so many people out there who have, who have plenty of bad karma that need cashed in. Why him? I, I, um, we were talking about that yesterday and I think you kind of like, how do you know Matt? And I said, I don't, you do, but there's some, and I don't even think you realized it, but based on your interactions with Matt, you enjoyed it enough and it wasn't transactional. It was meaningful that you enjoyed it enough that you shared that on more than one occasion. So I knew Matt was on my radar because of that. I also saw the outpouring of, um, for me, for you, for Lucy posts, um, I think the sweet baby was what five years old five or six my yeah. god yeah it, i just i have goosebumps even thinking about it because i cannot imagine what that family is going through um it's it is absolutely tragic and when you become someone to the community like matt which is just an invaluable kind sounds like generous um supportive person then you're going to have an outpouring of support i mean just all sorts of friends um within my timeline were just sharing their own metro park photos and then sharing the quick blurb about matt and his daughter and why the photo is being shared along with the link to donate to toledo metro parks 
on behalf of Lucy. So it it clearly did start, I, I don't want to call it a movement, but it, it clearly did receive some recognition in a, in a way that, sh- that that family deserves, but just such awful circumstances. Uh, we're done for today. Keep it Yay. quick. Keep it quick and short. Keeping it quick. Sounds good. Um, I will, uh, I will text you later on today and we shall, we shall chat more. <gasps> Enjoy your interview. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Some bonus content here on the podcast today. You heard me earlier telling Alex I had a, oh, an interview set up through work. Um, it went well, so I'd like to share it with you. There is a Lord's, Lord's University, um, a couple times a year I have to go out there for different uh, student admission days and whatnot, and they're always a great client um, of the station. Good people, great staff. They're always very welcoming. Uh, they will always play along with some of the fun and lighthearted things that I choose to do um, to get their content on the air and whatnot. So I wanted to include them and this interview on today's podcast episode. They have a day of giving coming up. Um, so you can choose to support Lord's University. Um, check out some of the apparel. I, I told Meg, Megan Richardson is one of the softball players. She's a social work major. She's going to be on here in just a second to talk more about the day of giving. But uh, legitimately, uh, first of all, it's a great place. It's in a great spot, tucked right into Sylvania. Um, they have a great logo, both the gray wolf, like the actual graphic and the colors. So you've got Rocket stuff. Maybe you have BG stuff. Maybe you still have high school stuff. If you're looking for local apparel, um, give the Lord stuff a thought, and maybe that's how you'll want to make a donation to their day of giving. Megan Richardson from the Gray Wolf softball team, thank you for taking a couple of minutes, especially since uh, – has your season started, or is it about to start? Uh, it is about to start. We fly out to Florida on Friday. That's a good place to start the season. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, I, I if it's okay, I'd be happy to come back to that. I'm a big baseball fan. I'm a sports fan. We can talk some baseball as the as the, all the nonsense is happening. But I would like to know about uh, the day of giving coming up in just a couple of weeks. So for the day of giving, um, we do a lot of. Uh, it's just like a 24 hour event of hoping for donations and receiving money and. They can be directly like donated towards certain scholarships or even sports teams, mm-hmm. and it basically is just enabling and ensuring that students will be able to succeed for the future and for their classes. I'm sure you'd like uh, you'd like people to donate to the softball team, right, or at least to the <laughs> athletic department. <laughs> I mean, if they want to, I would not be upset about it. <laughs> is there any kind of rivalry? Um, I know the basketball just team, uh, the basketball team just had a, like an incredible success. But when it comes to the day of giving uh, on March 23rd, is there any kind of rivalries between basketball or some of the ath- uh, the, the other athletic programs? Or um, are you guys all just all working together and raising as much money as possible? Um, for the most part, we're just raising as much money as possible. We have a very supportive um, athletic department, and all of the support teams support each other very much so and go to each other's events, and it's just a very, like, 
community kind of thing. It is. It's a great university. Um, every time I get invited to come over there for an event or something like that, I always enjoy my time. Good people, uh, great uh, great leadership, great students, always willing to, to chat with the, the strange radio guy asking all kinds of questions. Um, <laughs> it seems like a, a real wholesome community. I know there's people that come from all over the area, but also right in the backyard of Sylvania. And I know a lot of people, you're from Napoleon. Um, you probably might have not, might have never guessed until you got there that this great university is right in the backyard of Sylvania, right? Correct. I had no idea until I started looking for colleges to go to and they reached out. And even just hearing the name, I still wasn't sure where it was at until I came for my visit. Yeah, and I'm very glad that I did. Yeah, um, along with the day of giving, I know there's some some apparel that people can take advantage of as well. And I have to say, maybe maybe this is a, something that drew us to universities when we were kids. But the colors and the logo, I like the colors and the, and the Gray Wolves logo with Lords. So, um, good <laughs> looks. Buy some apparel. Day of giving coming up on the 23rd. You're also a social work major. Yes. Yep. That's correct. Um, what drew you to that and any aspirations for what you'd like to do when you wrap up your very illustrious softball career? (laughs) So growing up, my grandparents had actually fostered over like 150 children and they ended up adopting 14 and having 10 of their own. So growing up, I heard all of the stories about the foster children, and so it really drew me to that field, and I'm hoping to work with foster children in the future. Um, I know that that's a social work is a broad field, foster children, um, but there are a million jobs. It's a shame we can't get you out there right now because I'm sure um, people would be dying to hire you with the need that is, is required in that field right now with the last couple of years that we've been through. So I wish you all the success with that. Um, day, is it dayofgiving.lords.edu is where people can go to or just give it a Google or is there something on the home site of the page or anywhere else where we can direct people? Um, the website that you gave, that is correct, yep. Okay. Um, March 23rd, Lord's University and the Day of Giving. Is it actually called the Arch Challenge, or is that something different? Yep, that's the right thing, the Arch Challenge. Got it. Um, are you a baseball fan at all? I am. Not as much as I am softball, but I do stay in touch with baseball quite a bit. Is there a, is there a major league team that you follow, or do you get to many Mudhens games during the year? Um, I do go to Mudhead games quite a bit, and then I am a big Detroit Tigers fan. Okay. Um, favorite ever Tiger player or recent favorite Tiger? Oh, I have no idea. Too many of them to count. I have no clue. When did you start playing softball? Was it the first thing you picked up? Uh, my grandfather put a glove in my crib when I was a little boy, so um, that was my first sport. When did you start playing Um, I started playing when I was close to like three and four because I had older siblings who played baseball and softball and growing up, I just wanted to be just like them. So I started very early. Excellent. Am I reading your stats right from last year? You, you only struck out 10 times. I I don't pay very much attention (laughs) to my own statistics, (laughs) but I mean, it's possible. (laughs) I see, I see 121 is at, it's 121 at bats. 10 strikeouts, I think I'm reading this right, and five walks. So I see a, I see a slappy little contact hitter. Is that right? <laughs> yep, sounds about right. <laughs> awesome. Well, good luck with this season. Um, it's great that you get to start the season in Florida. I'm sure there's great. What uh, What was the season like for you, for you guys last year? I know there wasn't one in 2020. How was your season last year overall as far as success? 
Um, so we didn't have the greatest success last year, um, but like coming into this year, last year we grew so much as a team and we just became more of a family. And already this year we have picked up where we left off and just continued to get better and better. And we have very high hopes for this season. Wow. Spoken like a 20 year professional athlete. Give me cliche (laughs) answers. We take it one day at a time. We're not looking ahead. Just got to do the fundamentals. Awesome. Well, it was nice to chat with you. Thanks for taking a couple of minutes and I wish you nothing but success um, on the field. I hope that you beat everybody else out for the day of giving and uh, whenever you're able to step out into the world and help uh, foster kids or whatever else you explore in the world of social work, it's uh, I, I'm a big mental health advocate. Um, that touches closely to social work. So I welcome you out into that world and whatever help you can do. Yes, thank you so much. And thank you for having me. Absolutely, Megan. Take care and good luck. Thank you, you too.